All right. It's that time. It's time for Beyond Sight and Sound. Let's do this. for a high quality beach and sand scoop? Are you trying to take your hunting to the extreme? How about an American based company that stands behind their product and everything they sell? Then check out our friends over at Extreme Scoops. John has been making scoops for some time now and makes a quality beach and sand scoop to take your hunting to the next level. Extreme Scoops recently released their new sand shredder that works great in the water and on the beach. And if you're a new Equinox user, you may want to check out his Surfmaster X3 that can trap those small targets you new Equinox users are finding out there. Extreme Scoops Company Approach is let's do it right. So do it right, buy it once, and go to the extreme. Extremescoops.com That's X-T-R-E-M-E scoops.com Hey boys and girls, we are going to talk about S&W Shooters and Prospectors. What is S&W Shooters and Prospectors? We at S&W Shooters and Prospectors help people find treasure. Did you say treasure? Yes, treasure. Just listen to this amazing review from our happy customer, Jackie Sparrow. Chocolate ship shape and a pleasure to deal with. I was able to buy everything that I needed at prices that were shillings less than others. I found my nine pieces of meat in no time. Savvy? I know you're asking yourself, why should I shop at S&W Shooter and Prospectors? Chuck Smalley has over 45 years of metal detecting experience. He works with each customer one-on-one to customize their setup to match their skill level. So if you always dreamt of being a pirate, contact Chuck at S&W Shooter and Prospectors and he'll take a great deal for you. I pass rum, not included. Caution. Please do not operate motor vehicles or power equipment while under the influence of this show. Listening to this show could cause side effects such as bouts of laughter, 
violent binges of cabin fever and even dreams of silver and gold. Please be advised. Now that the fine print is out of the way, on with the show. All right. We're back. We're live. Once again, you are listening to Beyond Sight and Sound, Mental Detecting and Treasure Hunting Radio for all the really cool digging people out there. I see John Ramoska's in the house. Shout out to Illinois Mental Detecting Association. And Digfest. <laughs> oh, let's see. And, uh, I see the Bills are in, Travis is in, the Bortners are in, Dennis, Jason, Bills, I probably already mentioned them, but, you know, there's two of them, Mike Lockamette, got a few people coming through, Scott, which actually I'm kind of surprised there, I... I don't know. I don't know if, uh, I'm not sure if Scott saw that in the, uh, in the chat or not, but, uh, Jason was asking if anyone had made it down to Oklahoma this weekend, or, uh, yeah, and... Scott is usually, <laughs> he is a walking Rolodex for detecting events. I figured uh, he would have jumped right on that. I don't know. Maybe he just missed it, though. Ian's in, Chuck's in. Good to see. Chuck's back from uh, Indianapolis, apparently. Oh, okay. So, I guess first off, links in the chat in the description. First and foremost, our friends over at Shooters and Prospectors, AIP, Extreme Scoops, Detectees, Ring Finders, Nope, the website, Midwest Refineries, and Terry Shannon's website. There's also Crazy Spider Adventures, Ohio, Metal Detecting, Detect Ed Outdoors, and All Metal Militia, all on YouTube. All Metal Militia, Detect Ed Outdoors, Detect America, Metal Detecting, Central Illinois, Metal Detecting, Beyond Sight and Sound, and the Illinois Iowa Treasure Hunters, as well as the Relic Hunters, all on face group, Facebook groups. Blah. <laughs> it's a mouthful. What do you do? I don't know. Uh, you can catch Frank, Steve, and Ronnie live Mondays at 8 p.m. Eastern, multicasting, Facebook, YouTube. Um, hmm. And Scott says he did not make that one. Oh, that, that's a shame. Uh, usually we hear good reports from people who have been down there for that event. Uh, you can catch Shelly and Dawn Thursdays, 7 p.m. Eastern, multi simulcasting Facebook, YouTube. Not multicasting, simulcasting. 
Let's get the terminology down. Fire the proofreader. <sighs> okay. So, I don't believe... Well, let's see here. Hmm. Yep. Looks like Chuck has made it back. And with the... Uh, <laughs> I knew somebody was going to be putting it in the chat. There you go, Dennis. I really figured that, uh, and, and maybe he did and I missed it. I figured Phil would have already thrown it in the chat. I'm sure that, uh, he and Shannon are counting down the days as we all are. And yes, you are correct. 20 days till DTH. That means there's many of us that will get a, uh, a bit of a break. But that also means a little more work for me because I've got to get the remote system fired up, make sure everything is up to date. We had another update come in tonight on the show system. So I'm sure the remote system is going to need updated. Uh, as a matter of fact, we found out Wednesday, I believe. I don't know how long that uh, this has been occurring, but apparently there was some sort of an update that came in at some point and affected the audio end of things. The audio software. And as far as I know, I mean, it, it, it completely slipped past under the radar. As far as I know, uh, I know that that there was an issue apparently i I just found out about it like I said uh Wednesday I tried to get it taken care of as far as I know that has been resolved. I'm going to have to do some i'm gonna have to make a note and do some checking on the remote system to make sure that 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 uh little bit of audio glitch is not there either. Um, we definitely don't want it there for the uh, detecting the Heartland event. Smooth audio, that's what we need. That's what we need. And we see that uh, Travis is in, Tom is in, uh, Let's see here. And you're you're right, Tom. 
Florida Hunt 9 this coming weekend. It's, uh, is it this coming weekend? I thought it was the, uh, yeah. Yeah, it, it, I do believe it is this coming weekend. God, where has the time went? I don't know. Uh, for those that follow the, uh, Hmm. I'm not sure what that was. For those that follow Mental Detecting Central Illinois, and this is kind of why it's titled, you know, May is Upon Us. For those who follow Mental Detecting Central Illinois, we know that Mike does a ton of contests in the group. There's you know, minimum for a month. Minimum. And and that's a, that's probably a slow month. It's it's probably closer to eight or so, possibly. But Mike had posted today, I believe it was, that in the first third of the year and I'm not even going to try to quote the number. Well, maybe I will. It it was just, it was boggling. In the first third of the year, there have already been, I want to say, 80 contest winners in the group. Uh, and that's boggling to know that that there has been that many contest winners in the group already and and he goes on to say, you know, if if we have you know, 12 contest winners the rest of the year, it's going to you know, basically wash out to this many. Very uh, well done post. Mike's a bit of a analytical gentleman to begin with, so he's got a lot of information up in the uh, graphic that goes with that. But it hit me. We're like, Almost just just a hair over two and a half weeks from DTH. Tomorrow we're into May. <laughs> the first third of the year is or not the first yeah. The the first third of the year is gone. Flick a switch, boom, it's it's gone. Where did the time go? I don't know. Where did it go? Uh <laughs> Oh, good grief. Looks like they're throwing numbers out in the chat. 
No, that's that's the way it goes. Uh, but yeah, where I don't know. There's still so much to do before DTH, and so little time to do it in. I had hoped that uh, that's interesting. Hmm. It seems like I'm picking up a little bit of an echo. I think we've got a caller. Who do we have, caller? Hello. Okay, there what we up? are. You got me now or not? Yeah, I've got yeah, you. Says Echo. Yeah, I'm, I'm hearing it. About an echo. Yeah, I'm hearing yeah, it. I'm hearing. Can we try it again? I'm not sure what not that sure is. What that is. That's interesting. That's interesting. It's good here, but I can hang up and call back. Yeah, it's it's yeah, good on your end. On your end. It's, uh, it's coming uh, through on mine. But they're all saying it echoes. <laughs> yeah, from from what I'm seeing here in my bars, it's the listeners are picking up an echo on their end. All right, I'll try again. I don't know what the deal is. See if this goes away. Hmm. Huh. Well, uh, that was interesting. Chuck was there. The Echo was there. He goes. And therefore, so did the Echo. I'm not sure what the deal was. Uh, we did get hit with a, uh, Skype update tonight. <coughs> Let me see here. I may have to pull down some screens and do some quick snooping. Uh, because there should not be any sort of echo. And I did not hear an echo before uh well let's see i'm i'm blocking it looks looks like i've okay i've got to move some screens here because i think i'm messing with yeah i was messing with chuck trying to get back in there okay how about now i don't know huh how about now? Are you guys getting an echo? No, it went away. It went away. I don't hear it now. I don't think they do either. Okay, good. <laughs> uh, that was strange. Well, okay. I mean, I, I did get hit with a Skype update right before the show, but in in the testing before the show, everything seemed good. And it seemed clear up until okay, you called but, in that first time, and then there was that odd echo, but as soon as you dropped out, it went away. Now you're back, and the echo's gone. Well, we've had a few issues here. Since the river is up, I've got four feet of riverbank left. 
Yeah, all kinds of things have been crazy with everything around here. Uh, so the, the, the phone lines may be a little waterlogged. All kinds of stuff in Illinois. They forgot one thing. We got a flood, too. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. That uh, <clears throat> comment, they had mentioned a number of things, but impending flood was not one of them. No, no, it's here. We and are right now at uh, Crest. Oh here. Boy. Yeah, and windy. Little spritz of rain here and there, but nothing that's going to... Nothing that's going to drastically change anything for you. Yeah. So, which is good. That's good. Let's just keep it that way. Let it drop down. And they're talking warming up into the 70s through the week and that kind of stuff. And that's a good thing. huh? Maybe, maybe we can uh, get some of the area fire departments to start pumping out of the Mississippi and truck it over into oh. Iowa somewhere and dump it off. It, it tried to get into Iowa. It breached a uh, <laughs> wall over in Comanche, Iowa today. They got it patched, got it stopped, and got pumps Ooh. in there. And yeah, that's across the river. They don't want to breach there in, in that area. And uh, it's this is the... Second highest on record hmm. ever. So. so, in the history of the Mississippi, on this pool, on on this section, yeah, in the history okay. of it, okay, and it's it's second all the way down, and it may even go higher, you know, for those further down. But we drove across the Indiana right. and went across the Illinois River, which is low, looking dry that direction. It got drier looking as we got into Indiana. Well, that's an awful long way to truck water if you guys try to move yeah. that somewhere. Well, we could build a pipeline to California. They said that's what they want, but that ain't going to happen. Well... Uh, California wants a lot of things. They got some funny ideas. You know, but they got gold. That's okay with me. Right? They got gold, though. Yeah, they're getting her. Yeah. Uh, I'm not complaining because sales have been booming on gold machines. Oh, I'm sure they have. Uh, I can't I can't remember what night it was now, but uh, Jess was even talking about the, uh, the gold rush there in California, Prospector Jess. Yep. Did he happen to mention the one time, I think it was down around Columbia, somewhere in the Mother Lode area right there, that um, they'd had extreme washouts and flooding in the town as it dried up. People were noticing nuggets sitting on the highway. They were picking them up. Uh, if he mentioned that part of it, I did not catch that part, although... I'm sure that it's a very good possibility that that may have come up because as you know yourself, and, and I'm sure some of the listeners in the chat uh, do as well, Prospector Jess, when when it comes to gold, he knows his I was on his arena. show a couple of years ago. Yes, he knows it. Yeah, I mean, we've had him as a guest on the show here in the past, too, yep. and he's when it comes to gold, he he is up to snuff. Mm -hmm. he, he can is, read a stream 
Yeah, if uh, somebody is well looking to glean prospecting information, he would definitely be a good one to follow. Yes. Those are the kind of guys you want to seek out and learn from before you get out there really going mm-hmm. after it and then failing a little bit. But without a little failure, there's no... You can't quite always succeed. Well... Learn from your mistakes. Without the bitter, it's, you know, it it makes the sweet that much nicer if you've got some of the bitter. Yep. And he's such a super nice guy, too. Yes, he is. Very friendly and willing to share information. Yep. But we see that uh, you made it back from FDIC okay. Oh, yeah. It was fun. And I got ran into a friend of mine, and uh, he had his booth set up there, J.W. Fishers. And nice. we had a nice chat. And they sell a lot of equipment to dive teams, SAR groups, things like that. And I have sold some of that in this area here. I'm, I'm not selling too much of the deep diving stuff, but the SAR 1 and 2 is a standard in the industry for those guys in dark water. Yeah, absolutely. So, and especially uh, where you're located, <laughs> definitely need water. that. Yeah, definitely yeah, need that. Yeah, already been. Let's see, one car in the water. Somebody out in the boat that wasn't supposed to be. They drug him in. That one right here. That was just above us. Um, Oh, you just keep going back to that same line. You can't fix stupid. <laughs> the river is closed. All navigation, period, none, zero, anything. You're not supposed to be out there. Right, because of the level. And the speed. And the, I mean, we're seeing whole trees, mm-hmm. the root ball, everything going by, um, parts of this and that and it's washing out stuff and it's, the river's just full of stuff. And yeah, then, when when the when that level rises, the current increases and she gets a little angry. Well, real angry right now. Uh-huh. And all the locks are wide open, blowing it through. So nothing is allowed up through here and uh, it's stopped at all. And it's going to be uh, kind of a low, slow drop. But you have crested. Down. Minnesota lived up to its name. Right. But you have crested. We're at it right now. It's oh, okay. Just, it's within a couple hundreds. I mean, okay. I can look up the gauge and follow the gauges pretty close. And, uh, and then on the federal line of it, I can tap into that and I can see all the way from Alma, Minnesota down to St. Louis and check each gauge and see what's happening and and uh, we kind of watch that stuff. Yeah, I mean that's with uh, you guys starting to crest basically. Yep. It, uh, we're supposed to in the next five days have about a two foot drop. Six days, something like that. Close to mm-hmm. two feet. And that would be just fine with me. 
Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's that's starting to get a little too close. Actually, that's yeah. starting to get way too close. Right. Forget little. And that only... Yeah, I've been looking forward to the DTH hunt coming up and all seeing all the friends. we got people coming in. A buddy of mine's coming in from uh, out in Colorado, and uh, he's going to be there. He's actually from La Crosse, Wisconsin. And he just retired out as a full bird colonel out of the Air Force. And that's his, that's his game is he was one of the top meteorologists for the Air Force. Well, maybe you so can get the lowdown and find out. On the flood. <laughs> right. Maybe you can get the lowdown and find out what the weather's going to be like for DTH. There you go. I'll, I'll have to talk to Brian. And, and see what he says, but he's hopefully he's he tells us clear skies. Yep, we'll we'll see what happens, but hopefully yeah. he tells us clear skies. Yeah, I don't know though that it just it seems like where did the time go? And now the days are counting down. Everybody's getting excited about DTH, and I'm going. I thought I had time to get all this done. I don't think I do. I'm going to have to start prioritizing because even though we've got X amount of days, a lot of this stuff that needs done is outdoors, and you don't know how many of those X amount of days are going to be filled with rain. And yep. that kind of... Uh, but right now I'm looking ahead on the 10-day, and it's looking pretty nice. It is. Yeah. I mentioned that to Tim before the show. It it looks like the weather's yes, going to be good. The skies are going to be fairly clear. Hopefully that all holds, especially and with what the situation you're uh, in. Florida Hunt 9's a week before us? Yeah. Here at DTH? Mm-hmm. Yep. So there's a couple big hunts coming up. I hope the weather clears up down in Florida. I know it's warmer down there, but <laughs> I was watching the tornadoes down central Florida today and the extreme rains and wind and wow. it didn't look fun. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure that Frank is looking forward to Florida Hunt 9. Mm-hmm. Next weekend, he says. Yeah, I see him in the chat. Once you got a two-hour drive? Uh... Well, that depends on who you ask. That's if, true. If you ask Steve, he's going to tell Today. you it's like 22. <laughs> oh. There's yep, 75 degrees. Well, it's 50, 48 here. The wind's cold. Yeah, it's so we're, we're in the 50s up. here, a little bit of a breeze. Yeah, we're supposed to go up in the 70s here midweek, and it looks like it's going to stay there for a while, mm -hmm. so it's nice. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. The way our forecast looks is uh, probably around Wednesday. Wednesday into Thursday, we should be getting up there finally. And it'll be nice to see. And hopefully the weather pattern holds and it's clear skies. And I can get some more of this uh, outdoor stuff done. Because right now the studio has blown up with seedlings. We've got tomatoes all over the place that so we've got to get into the ground 
Generally, the rule of thumb here is about May 15th where we're at, Josh, to plant mm-hmm. stuff. You yep. don't away from the frost and that. So it's living up to that right now. Yeah. So. Yep, that's that's kind of what we were figuring, too. We wanted to uh, get them in the ground yeah, about, a, about a week before DTH. And I'm going to need that time because Tam found it extremely hilarious that uh, I think I've got something to the tune of 50 or so tomato plants that I have to have support for. Hmm. You got enough room for 50 or so plants? I'm not sure. (laughs) Because one of those varieties, uh, I know Google Maps, uh, you know, Google Earth is not real up to date with their imagery. But one of those varieties, if their satellite happens to fly over and get it, our backyard is going to look like a jungle, probably, because these things have a, uh, I, I believe they can reach up to five feet tall, have a spread of five feet, and produce up to a three-pound tomato. Nice. Hi, Celeste. She's saying hi to us all there. Ah, welcome to Celeste. Yep. Um. The A-frame setup, where they take, like, concrete wire and put mm-hmm. it, like an A-frame, and then plant along that and weave it in. They they, they own a lot. Yeah, that's, that's uh, I'm going to have to be looking into something, because they're, they're just a tomato cage thing. made that can support these things. Because we got elevated, that we use plastic tube. Oh, yeah. And then yeah. a small area. Last year, what, I have 20 plants, 22 plants, tomatoes, mm-hmm. and then peppers and a few other things in there because we like to can our tomatoes, and we got a real nice Italian big Roma. And yep. it makes sauces. Yeah, exactly. I mean, see, last, last season we had... Uh, I don't know, 20, 25 tomato plants out there. It was a mix of tomatoes and, and Tam was trying to turn them into salsa and, and sauce because she likes the can and figured, well, we'll try to expound on that this season. So there were Romas planted and early girls and paste tomatoes and, uh, they're just all sorts of them. And I've been more focused on, uh, I guess you could say quality over quantity. I know it it almost kind of sounds like an oxymoron because I did say we're looking at 50-some tomato plants, but uh, I've been more focused on germination rate. And I don't know, a few weeks ago, I had run across a variety of tomato that a lot of people hadn't heard of or at least the people I had talked to, and I thought, well, you know what, I'm going to go ahead and get them started too, and we'll see what those do. A couple of days later, we had three or four starts of them, and then we come back in the next day to check them, and she just starts laughing. She's like, every one of those have germinated. You're now looking at like 50 tomato plants, and I'm going, good Lord, I'm glad they're not rabbits. (laughs) 
Well, Lauren's in, and she's repotting cacti. No, oh, that's uh, that's definitely not a job for me. I try to stay away. That's from a those. sticky. That's a sticky wicket. Yeah, yeah. I uh, I'm not a real fond person of of cacti. They they seem to not like me very well. Yeah. Yep. And Mike Lockelmet says it's a prickly situation for Laura. For Lauren. <laughs> yes, it is. Yes, it is. I mean, I've I've been warning Tam because she's ordered, I don't know how many hundred of cactus seeds that she's excited to plant. And I'm going, eh, you just let me know where those things are and I'll stay out of that room of the house. There you go. Because that just, me and me and them don't get along too well. I usually wind up getting the losing end of that situation. Yeah. I, but I can imagine. I'm sure a lot of I people do. Done some detecting in the Southwest, off and on, down in the dry wash country of Arizona and Southern California and other places. And there's some of them that are really vicious. Oh, yeah. Get near them and they stab you. I mean, it's like, oh, come on over here about a foot away. Whack. Yeah. And they hurt. And I'm sure Lauren might be able, if she's doing all of that, she may even be able to put in the chat, uh, there's actually a variety of cactus out there that if you get too close to it, it will actually shoot you with its needles. And Celeste is having a, a meltdown. She doesn't know how many pair of shoes to take to Florida Hunt. Nine. <laughs> really doesn't bother me much. One pair of boots, one pair of tennis shoes, and no shoes on the beach. Right, yeah. I was going to say, down there in Florida, you could probably get away with just a pair of sandals or no shoes at all. Frank says he's taking stilettos. Hmm. <laughs> Somebody get, Celeste, get video of that, please. I want to see him beach hunting in stilettos. Crocs. <laughs> Bill Hayes says 999 pairs, LOL. Yeah, guys guys pack differently. Yeah. A couple pair of jeans, a pair of shorts, t-shirts, and t-shirts are good for dress up. Yeah. Clean they, tennis shoes. They're, they're multi-purpose. Yeah. Yeah. Although. And make sure that all the detecting equipment is packed. Just build the clothes around it. Yeah, exactly. That's usually what goes in the bags first. Then we see yeah. if there's room for clothes and shoes. Suitcase has detectors. The carry-on is bulged with the clothing. Exactly. Then, you know, you got all your boots, everything in, in the luggage. To, in wet weather and everything else, you know, and then just enough clothes to circulate. And then when you get there, you ask, do you have a wash machine? <laughs> right. You know, a couple pair of jeans, you know, they get a little muddy, you clean them up. Oh, they look all right. I can go out in these tonight. Yeah, exactly. You, you come in from a day of digging, and, well, these are a little dirty. That's all right. I'll throw these in the wash real quick while I'm grabbing a shower, and then I can throw them back on and grab something to eat. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Although some some of them, I don't know. Uh, they're 
there for a while before my uh, father had passed away. I I don't know what got him into this habit. He would buy shoes anywhere he was. It didn't matter if they were new. It didn't matter if they were used. It didn't matter if they were the right size. I think he'd just buy them because he liked the way they looked or whatever. And after he passed away, we sent, I think it was four 32-gallon lawn and garden bags to a local church that was requesting shoes for a a missionary uh, trip. Sent, Sent four garbage bags of shoes. And six months later, uh, there was probably another garbage bag full that had turned up in various places around the house. We don't know what he was doing with all of them. It it might have been another thing if they had all fit, if they were his size. They got to have shoes for couple pair a day, you know, you go out yeah. early and, and slippers, Crocs, and then you got these shoes to go walk to shop, and then these shoes to go out to dinner. Right. Now I got two pairs. One and says Rocky on them, the other says lacrosse, and they're a short size, they're leather, they look all right, they work. Right, and that's, that's about where I'm at. I mean, I... I did just recently pick up a uh, a new pair of hiking boots, and I probably need to replace the uh, the pair of tennis shoes with a a new pair of tennis shoes too. But that's, that's usually now about sometimes all I, I actually pack three pairs. The other pair says lacrosse on them, and they go up just below my knee in case we're out in the field. That's not a bad idea. No, you got to plan ahead, you know. If we're going to do some detecting on this trip. Right. See, that's why all the detecting gear goes in first. Yep. But well, then I when you're doing... Hey, do they, I, I got to ask him this. He just put up the Rocky Boot Factories 40 minutes south of him. Oh. I just wonder if they got an outlet store. They're my favorite boots. Right. That would be interesting. A lot of times those factories do. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Frank, whereas we go over and uh, we detect uh, some of the sites, and Dennis can back me up on this, over at uh, LaSalle area, or go a little north there, to Plano, Illinois. And they've got an outlet store at the Plano Tackle Box Factory. Right. And they got all kinds of stuff there, and that's an automatic. You detect till about 2.30, drive to Plano, and we look at 10,000 fishing tackle boxes. Right. <clears throat> and I know a number of people that have uh, purchased, like, the uh, Plano bow cases for yep. a hard shell case for their detector. Yeah. Well, I've got one that I purchased that my ugly box and all the equipment and coins and certain levels of cleaning get put in and carried around in, and it fits very nicely in the top. The ugly box, the plug, the thunder, the thrasher, everything's there. Uh, Take it out, put it together, I can run it up on the table with 
few hours cleaning some stuff up, put it all back together, and it's housed up very nice. It's got slide-out trays underneath. There are boxes that the different coins and various conditions are in, and some are finished, and then they get put in holders and put away. That would work out very well. It does work out very well. That was one of my trips to Plano with Frank. Uh-huh. And I yep. bought my wife the identical little case for all her... For crafting? Yeah, needles and spools and this kind of stuff. Mine is a dark blue. Hers is a baby blue. Oh, well, there you go. I think they were like a $50, $60 case, and I think I bought them for 12 bucks a piece. Yeah, you can't beat it. And I'm sure if Frank was with you, he, he was definitely all for making a stop there. Oh, it's automatic. We go uh-huh. up there, we gotta go to Plano. <laughs> uh-huh. I thought as much. Already says they do have an outlet there at Rocky. Yeah, and they're way cheaper. And that's usually the way it goes. And actually, the best place for me to get the Rocky boots isn't Cabela's or order them. I don't order them. I gotta I gotta put shoes on. I'm sorry. Ordering in a pair of boots just doesn't work. Right. Go over to what's called Blaine's Farm and Fleet. They carry the whole Rocky line. Oh, if we can't get them, we'll call. We'll have them here for you in a day. Nice. Yeah. You can't beat that. And when you find a good pair of boots like that, you you definitely want to stick with them. Celeste states that Frank is cut and dry. He'll figure me out. Well, Frank's like every other man on the face of this earth. The manual that came with my wife is 75,000 pages long, and I haven't figured it out yet. (laughs) Yeah, and that's if you get a manual. Well, I didn't. I just found one. And was was yours the same way, too, where it's got some blank pages in there that somehow or another things keep changing? <laughs> well, it's got a bunch of pages that just says, yes, dear. Answer this, <laughs> yes, dear. Right. <laughs> so, that's the way that goes. We'll yeah. We'll just leave it that way. Yeah, and, and there's plenty in the chat that know what we're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> but then again, so, likewise, I that, I'm hoping to get out and do some detecting later in the week. Mm. I I've got a 900. I started using it, messing with it. Took it out the other day and it was hammering pretty good on a field. And then the nice. cold rain set in. Then we had to go run over to Indianapolis. So I haven't been back out for a few days. But I was getting some tokens and some coinage and. Um, I, I found a marble laying in the field where the old homestead was and a couple other things, and uh, it was just starting to get good, but then yeah, things I had to get done. So, Right, and this sounds like, just from what I'm hearing there, this sounds like one that you've been to before, Yes, and now you're seeing how the 900 does on it. Yep, that's exactly it. So I found some tokens, a couple coins, uh line of sight marble that's got nothing to do with that i might even lost that i don't know and uh, (laughs) or mike did a bunch of other stuff and it was doing pretty good i was getting impressed that that 
it was hitting some of this stuff, <clears throat> especially the ones on edge. So uh, it wasn't any coins to write home about. It did get one silver dime. So with the nine hundred and and the time, I mean, how long were you out in the field with it? A couple hours. Two hours. What? Two hours, maybe what? plus or minus ten minutes, whatever. It did all right, and I ran it. I did find out one thing, and it is it, I went to a place that I've hunted many years. It's an 1840 church, 1841. Mm-hmm. Uh, they started building it then, and it was completed in three years, 1844. And it still stands brick. Nice little old church, but a big site alongside of it. And I have hunted the daylights out of this over the years. And I'll take things there and try them again and see if I just happen to hit something. So I get out there, I tune up, I go across, and all of a sudden I am getting what I consider, and I, I EFI. Well, I found out after a little bit, the neighbor, as I moved away one side, it would go away, put in a dog fence. Uh-huh. And there is not a machine on this planet that that does not interfere with. Yeah, they can throw some wicked interference. Oh, man. I'm looking at this thing going, what am I doing wrong? So I drove to another spot down the street. It was fine. And I went back the next day thinking, i got to figure this out. And then I saw these little red corner flags. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. Dog You're friend. going, yep, yeah, I got it figured out anymore. now. Yeah. <laughs> So and I with, found some very nice stuff in that over the years. Oh yeah, I I know the site you're talking about, and you you have done very well over the years there. Uh, with your that time out, <laughs> with your time out in the field with the nine hundred though, did you notice uh, how much nicer it was to have that expanded VDI scale? Uh yes, and I'm relearning VDIs. Right, mm. because now they're ringing so, up in different places than they would on I'll the six it, or eight. Yeah, and yes, it is nice to have an expanded one. I'm still finding myself just running five tones, though. No, I see. Uh, I'm not one for ninety nine tones. <laughs> it's a bit too much audio overload, huh? Yeah, and <laughs> you get enough change in it anyway, and. I like the build of the machine. It appears now. I, I can't go out and say that thing gets more depth than the eight hundred. I can't say that yet. Mm-hmm. I can't say, oh my god! But our test garden over at the gun shop that we've got out, R- Rudy and I were out there messing with it, and I purposely buried every coin in that test garden at eight inches or a little deeper, and. Okay. Um, some on edge, some flat, and it hit every one of them. And now these coins have been in there four years in that test garden, and uh, it hammered them. Hammered every one of them. So that's a plus, and they were all eight inches. Now, uh, do you have any of these uh, targets buried with iron or anything? Yes, I do. Yeah, I've got any head painting with a nice bent nail just off to the side of it. I've got 
uh, Roosevelt dime with some nail around it. Um, I got an Ike dollar in there. Uh, and that Ike, Ike dollar is actually touching, I don't know if you call it a spike, a four inch, five inch long chunk. It was pretty good size. And it, and it gave me the separation on everything on that Ike and the, Ike and the larger nail. If you hit it one direction, you get mostly Ike. You go the other way, now you're getting this change. But it was enough of hitting on it. And I used the manacore on that. Uh, and, yeah, the manacore was drawing that perfect on the uh, 2D screen. And nice. uh, I liked it, too. Nice. So, yeah, I'm liking... And the 900 is a good unit. It, now, I'm going to get people saying, well, is it worth spending the money on the Manicor versus the 900? And here's what That's I'm going to tell you. To if you're used to the 800 and you want to stay in that frame, stay in that frame. If you want to move up, the Manicor is a move up. And once you learn that, you'll love that. The right. 900... For those coming in that wanted the 800, I'm putting them in the 900. I'm flat telling them, don't just go with the 900. You're going to like that better. Well, especially right now for the price and what you get with the 900, not to mention mm -hmm. the, the added benefit yeah. of the extra features and expanded VDI scale, right. your money's better spent to have a 900. Not that the right. 800 is an inferior machine. It's still no. a great machine. They have not quit making it. They are still shipping them. Um, you get a free coil with that one too. So, yeah. Uh, oh, six inch, right I believe. Those guys, they're looking for the eight hundreds, nine hundred, and the manicure because they're gold hunting, or right. they're jumping up. And I've sold, Joey and I've sold seven, eight SDCs in two weeks. A six thousand, a seven thousand. The guys that are moving ahead a little bit and and believe me folks they're finding gold it's it's moved a lot of gold oh yeah i mean when when That's you can walk out and find it laying in the road it's moving a lot john is asking me how did i measure my depth i guess that's what he's asking what i did was dig a hole put a tape measure in that went dirt level, not grass level, John, dirt level. Put a coin in, push it in a little bit so they're at that eight inch level or a little bit, a little bit more and covered them and left them. And they've been in there for four years. So they didn't, uh, they probably haven't floated to the top, buddy. No, no, they're, they're not going to float. If anything, they may be nine inches deep now. Possibly. But uh, that, yeah, that that's for for a lot of people that are doing something like that. That's usually the the protocol that they'll use. They'll dig the hole. They'll stick the tape major in there. Maybe put something across the ground at you know, so it's down on the ground. It's not on the grass. And mm -hmm. measure up to where that mark meets 
whatever item across the uh, the top of the hole is. Yeah, I got a standing Liberty quarter. Now that was not quite eight. I think that was between seven and eight because I stood it up on edge right at the base. So and it still pinged it. Well, still, I mean. Oh, date standing liberty in there, and Indian heads and buffalo nickels, and uh, you know, war shield nickel, that kind of stuff. And I've got different. I think there's a kind of a silver bracelet, ID bracelet out there, and that kind of stuff. And I let people go out and mm -hmm. I got a little map drawn. It's still all the same. They haven't done anything with it, and let guys hit it. Maybe. Like a flat button or something? What's that? Maybe like a flat button or something? I got a zinc button out there, yeah. Oh, well, there you go. There's about 30 targets in there. And oh, well, this is quite a nice size test garden. Yeah, what have I got the 30, 20 by 20 area, 20 by 25, something like that. Wow. Well, you're, uh, your customers or yourself have quite the variety then that they can oh, put the machine new through comes spaces. In, I had for it. Well, yeah, absolutely. And I will say this much, the legend ran about 80%. I think there were a couple things it just wouldn't hammer on. Hmm. And that wasn't me messing with anything. I'm doing this stuff out of the box. Right, right out of the box. No tweaking. Sensitivity thresholds, all I set. Not bad. Yep. And our ground balance here is benign. You can run at zero. And do very well. Yeah, then you're you're pretty much in the, the same sort of ground we are. Yep. Well, at least right around here, my area anyway. That's not to say it doesn't change a little bit, yard to yard or something like that. But uh, for the most, most part, most it's... people would get it out of the box, charge it up, and they got to run outside. They want to play. All right, right. Test your sensitivity. Do your EFI. Ground balance will be zero, or you can do an auto track on it and run. Yep. And it's hitting them at those depths. Of course, the ground is ripe right now. It's nice and damp. Yeah. Yeah, good conductivity. Good conductivity and things are hitting. Now, late in the fall, where it's dry, if we had a dry spell, time to check it again. Right. Well, and I noticed, too, like you had said earlier, you were out with the uh, the 900 in this field that you've hit before. That's That's usually what I like to do with the machines. I get a hold of a different machine, I don't go to some place that I've never hunted before. I want to go to some place I'm familiar with. I know the sort of targets that it can produce. I know it's been worked over. I know things may be getting a little thin. That's where I'm going to head first. Because if it'll produce and it'll function well there, then you know it's going to do it anywhere else. Right. Scott asked about coins on site. I find a lot of coins on site, Scott. You say it's 5%. I'm hunting a lot of places that have gotten hunted, and these coins were missed. It slowed down. You listen for them. You'd be surprised how many you'll find on site. 
Yeah, absolutely. Sometimes it's just you've got to slow down and listen for those little bleeps and pops and stuff like that. And other times it's just as you... uh, John, behave yourself. Anyway. (laughs) Sometimes in in certain areas, some of the areas that I've hit, there are just... It's such a target-rich environment... (laughs) That you have to get some of those layers out of there, yep. and then you do start finding them on edge. Right. So, in Pacifico's in the house. Steve, yep. what's up, buddy? Welcome to Steve. He said, did you think you couldn't make it through a show without me? No. Gotta have it. Although it's probably not as much fun for Steve tonight because I think Frank ducked out on us shortly before Steve no, he, came in. He's trying to get things tied up for the hunt. Right. Yeah. He he had to walk dogs and then he had to get back to building Aquatex, I think. Yep. Or maybe Aquatex and Aquatex. Which goes in from him. Nice. So. Well, that ought to work out very well. So you'll probably have a few pairs at uh, DTH. Possibly. There you go. Dennis said he hit a schoolyard permission. And he confirms Equinox is a very good machine. He didn't find anything in three hours. Well, Frank's back. <laughs> So, well, that's yeah, that's I the mean, thing. They are the medical is a step up. It's a choice to go up. The guys with thirty thirties will probably just they're drooling. I st- I'm still in back order, not terrible though, and they're starting to come through. I've got one. I got about eight more that are spoke for. After that, I'm caught up, and maybe I'll pull one out for myself at that time. So All right, but. Right now, I'm having fun playing with a 900. Exactly. And once they become more available and you can get a hold of one for yourself, I'm sure you're really going to enjoy it. I I say that thing is going to be a beast in the field. Yep. Steve says, (laughs) where would you go for a good set of headphones? Well, Ronnie. I got to go through Ronnie. <laughs> I'll bet that was not the answer he was expecting. No. Way to keep How him much on guard. The thirty thirty way. I can't remember the exact poundage. Uh, I want to say isn't five, it somewhere around like six pounds? Five eight, five ten. Frank should know. Right. Yeah, he's owned like six of them. That's five two according to RH. I know it's right around five. Uh, well, I wouldn't too terribly far off yeah it's but it's really hard to judge because of the balance any i've ever used they did yeah. their work yeah that's what i was going to say it's it's really hard to notice because of the yeah. the balance of the machine <clears throat> it's balanced so well you really don't notice how heavy it is no ergonomics on it was perfect yeah Definitely. And they talked about that when they sat us all down at the dealers. They gave us frames. What would you do different? This is done. We've already done ergonomics. See how this is. So on and so forth. That's when they 
you know, before the pandemic and all that stuff, they worked with you more. Right. Yeah, that's true. And it was, I mean, for when, when it was released, it was kind of a game changer, especially for those that had used other mine lab machines. Okay. Jason's asking a question. Are people still putting orders in for the CTX? No, they want the Manticore. And mine lab was just running a special. You can buy the CTX. You got a free, uh, 17 inch coil with it. And that's, that's been a good promo of theirs from time to time. Mm-hmm. And no one called for that. They're all wanting the Manticore right now. Well, for the price point, uh, you can't blame them. I mean, it's it's lighter than the CTX. Uh, yeah, I assume. No way you're getting rid of the CTX. I'm not either. <laughs> uh, so the balance of the manacore is very nice, Dennis. You're right. It, when I first started messing with it, I thought that it had a little weight forward balance to it. Oh, a little nose heavy. Yeah, that's what I thought at first, and I adjusted a little bit with it. It's still, it's balanced well. Good. That's what we like to hear. So the ergonomics and the balance of it are pretty much right on par with CTX. That's right. So, anyway. Good. Well, the worst of the flood should be over here in about 7 to 10 days. It'll be dropping good then. Fingers crossed. Hopefully. Yeah. And uh, everybody else stay safe. I'm going to get out of here. I'm still kind of, we we did a flying trip. Thursday, Friday, all day. Saturday, drove home late. Yeah, I'm ready to put my feet back up. That's quite the, that's a, that's a very large venue. I mean, they take up the whole Lucas Oil Stadium down on the first floor level. They've got the Indiana Convention Center, the streets in between. And I mean, what was it, 35,000, 40,000 there at the, at the event over the past couple of days. So it was fun. Yeah, it was, would have been quite the uh, interesting time. I caught some of the uh, go lives that you did too. Did a couple of them. That one guy was having fun with that dog. Yeah, yeah, I seen that. That was that was interesting, and I think we've got a gentleman on here that may want to speak to you. Uh-oh. Yeah. No, no, no. I want you to say goodnight, because then I'm taking over. Ha, 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 Stevie? Yeah. buddy. What's up? How are you? Good. You going to Florida Hunt 9 with the, with the rest of the outlaws? Uh, I'm going to Florida Hunt, but I don't know if I know anyone you're talking about. Oh, come on. Uh, I don't, no, I no. don't recognize that don't anymore. Don't take this too hard. Pacifico, Rapagallo, <laughs> the Ghetto. Okay, not that I'm trying to lump you in anything, but it sounds like the Italian Mafia is headed to Florida. It's possible. You're just mad because I tried to put my breakfast on your bill that one year. (laughs) 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 That guy over there. (laughs) I get the biggest charge out of you three together. You all talk at once. 
Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. So I just want to wait until Chuck's done, Josh, and then I'm I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna take over the show. Good. Take oh, I haven't had it. Nah. All right, Chris. Here's the deal. You guys think you can have a show without me, and you know, like like you you probably thought, oh, he wasn't coming on tonight, and bang, there I am. I'm there. I'm just there. You snuck yes, in. you were. I know. I know. But uh, I, you know, I do want to just mention that tomorrow night on tomorrow night's show, I think okay. we have a pretty good Ooh. topic. I think I got a pretty good topic. Room I want to toss around. You know, it's that time of year when paid hunts begin. I mean, you could go to a paid paid hunt probably every day between now and October. Yeah. Oh yeah, we're oh, definitely yeah. in the thick of it. Right. So you know, I think tomorrow night we're going to hash some of those things out of you know. Uh, the good, the bad, the uglies. Okay. You know, the good, the bad, the franks. <laughs> right. Which ones do I choose? Which ones do I not choose? Which ones right, are my money right. better spent to attend? Uh-huh. And, you know, there's there's a lot of good and bad things going on in the world of detecting and, you know, we just do. Which ones do I not? Right now, I know one thing, and and the one thing is, you know, certain people uh, are better judges of of certain things, and I've come to realize that you know, Chuck is a very good source of information. We'll say, or you know, he knows a lot of people in this business, and you know, so and and. Whenever he promotes a hunt, you know it's going to be you know a good one. There's just so I'm trying to say yeah. there's people you want to lean towards and and other people you you want to listen to. You know. Hey, and speaking of which, we've got another one on that uh, some people may want to lean towards sometimes. Go no, ahead, no call one's her. Leaning towards him, hang up on him. Yeah, you know, I, I, I was trying oh, to go God. to sleep, and Steve's voice was going right through my skull. I can't get to sleep. <laughs> it's two hours past your bedtime, dude. It's two. Go take, go take your uh, Prevagen, your Midol, and, and go. To I bed. went down to the clubhouse. I had my Geritol cocktail. We're all good here. <laughs> That's fun. Well, you get all your Aquatex nice? ready, Frank. What's that? Did you get all your Aquatex ready? I, uh, I, I literally have three more to build. What happened was I built about 50 and oh, then man. every two days I'd have man. to ship them out to somebody. <laughs> so I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm shooting, to, shooting to take about 20. I got about two more to build and I'm good to go. And then tomorrow is, aqua, is ugly box day. I got to build about 10 or 12 wah, ugly boxes. Wah, wah. Cry me a river, take dude. Well, cry me a river. All you do is cry about it. <laughs> Shut up and get to work. You know, you don't crush me up if no one ever wanted to listen to me. These Aquatex came out, right? And I'm telling people these are good headphones. These are great headphones. You should try them. Nobody wanted to listen to me. Then all of a sudden, like two people out of nowhere. Oh, yeah, I like these Aquatex. Boom, they take off like resources out of the gate. No, you know, no one wanted to listen to Steve, did they? <laughs> I did. Yeah, well, I, greatest, to I thought you were coming down here to build some for me. But the greatest thing is, the funniest thing is, we got people on our page that have been on our page for 
listen to our show, listen to every word we say, and they go, yeah, can I get him in Bluetooth? <laughs> <laughs> I, and we're like, like, where does that come from? Can right. I, can I get waterproof wire, wired headphones with, with Bluetooth? Yeah, it, it, just, it doesn't work that. like that. I just, I just walked my dogs, and it's the first time I've had a house in like three days. You didn't want to listen We're doing to me. We're nothing but building here, man. Wow. Well, you you hear all that heavy storms roll through there, Frank? Yeah, we had we they weren't quite as bad as some of the other ones, but we had we had some, we had about three inches of rain in about an hour and a half here. Okay. And uh, I heard winds I were heard crazy. The but, bounced right off your head. Yeah, yeah. something like that. I thought <laughs> I thought it was a big Florida mosquito, but. <laughs> <laughs> That's a hectic schedule. I don't know. I mean, it, oh boy, they're on the road. I'm glad they can right, handle well, listen, it. I gotta run. Frank, stop ruining his show. <laughs> I called in to Josh, you're I called in to save it because you were on the phone. <laughs> <laughs> See you guys tomorrow night. Uh, right. We'll look forward to hearing okay. that topic. Right. Uh, you got it. Good night. Not you, Frank. Good night, Chuck. Good night, tomorrow Frank. night with Steve and Frank and Ronnie. Frank, Is anybody Frank, else Frank. coming on? Is uh, Greg coming on? Yeah. No, we will see. I'm probably going to put a call in to him, but yeah. uh, Greg, Greg, it's all about what Greg's schedule is. Yeah. Right. All right. Good night. Good night, Frank. Good night, Frank. Bye. Bye. We'll see you, buddy. Good night, guys. <laughs> All right. I, I, night, just, I just had a call in to run interference so Steve didn't ruin your show. <laughs> the last word in then you yeah. <laughs> all right guys i'm out of here too i seriously I'm, i have i have two more uh two more aquatex to build before i go to bed all right nice good luck with it yes, see you guys later we'll see frank i did get aquatex oh. in so i got shannon wants to set aquatex i gotta get down to her so just PM me, right. Shannon, and we'll talk, all right? And Josh, thanks for having us on. Yes, sir. Thanks for the call. We've still got an, at least another round of trivia to fit in somewhere somewhere between Hopefully here and Hopefully this Wednesday night. And I think that will put us at the following Wednesday. We may have to have a surprise guest on. Okay. Before DTH. There you go. 
So I guess we're going to have to. I got to. We got to talk about. Hey, you want tickets on the Manicor? PM me. We'll get together. I'll get you tickets on the Manicor before the shutdown of it. And um, you can win a Manicor. Uh, Because that that is dance too. That is drawing near the end. I believe cutoff is the fourteenth. Yeah. So two weeks. Two weeks. Twenty dollars a ticket, ten for fifty. That's right. So you guys all have a great night. Stay safe out there. And uh hopefully we can catch you on Wednesday night with some uh detecting trivia. There I've got you a go. few questions lined up, but I've been looking for some other ones, so we're working on it. There you go. Well, Hopefully that river calms down for you. Well, yeah, it's it, it's it's a slow thing. It's it's it doesn't. It came up slow, a lot more than what we wanted, and it's going away slow. So I'd like to see it go away faster. Right? Yeah. Anyway, I mean, the way it was coming up, that's that's kind of nail biting. That's getting too close. Yeah, it slowed down nicely, but boy, all right, safe. Safe travels to everybody. Safe night, safe day. Find something good this week and post it up so we can drool over it, okay? There you go. You do the same. Thanks, Josh. Have a great night. You too. Thanks for the call. Bye. So we've got, uh, I believe, detecting-related trivia coming Wednesday. And then we'll have a... uh, We'll try... I'll I'll do what I can to squeeze a surprise guest in between now and then. Uh, well, but between Wednesday and DTH, uh, I'll put it that way, and we'll see what uh, what may come of that. That's that's going to be a entertaining show for sure, and so will the trivia. That that's always entertaining. <clears throat> don't forget Manicore raffle tickets are still available 20 bucks a piece 10 for 50 but get them while you can because that cuts off the 14th until the next one hopefully Chuck stays safe and dry and everyone else does the same get out there and find it if you can My digging is still restricted to the yard. But we'll see what happens. Have a wonderful evening, folks. We're out of here.